If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Yo, what it do? It's your boy, Rich King. Yeah, I just jumped out the porch with Daddy Glove Bastards. You dig. Take the vibes up the Tahoe. All right, so we got the living legend, Hood Rich King, jumping off the porch with us today, man. Yeah, man. Been off the porch, but I'm off the porch today, man. Absolutely. Take a sit down with the OGs is my original place. How we doing today? Yeah, man. For people that don't know, this is some day one shit right here, man. This is so much day one. This is like when I was still a kid type yeah. day one. Bro, I didn't realize how young you was back then until yeah. like I started doing my research. I was like, Probably Damn. like 20. Yeah. 19, 20. Well, you was the youngest one doing it back then, too. That was the goal. Yeah. The goal was to do that. Yeah. We Wait. still doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I still feel young, so we still getting to it. Nah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Just the elevation, like yeah. you say. Nah, so I appreciate you coming by today too, man. Anytime. Chopping up, you know, I, share some of these stories. And I don't even like doing. The I know interviews. you know. That's why I was, man. I was I happy. I be ducking it. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, I can't do the family like that. <laughs> I got all right. Let me go talk. Let me let me see what we can do. For sure. I've man. been trying to duck so many interviews. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Man, we talking everything. So first, we gonna talk about South Carolina, man. Uh, so, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you did that because they don't course. be knowing on program. Bro, nah. I'm sure people think you from Atlanta, man. Yeah. Cause you is Atlanta. Nah, you know what man, I'm saying? I'm, a, but. I'm Lawrence County. Hmm. By the way of Greenville, that's Greenville. But okay. I'm a Carolina baby for sure. Yeah. Born and raised, yes. Moved here when I was grown and knew what I wanted to do. Like, as soon as I hit 18, like 17, I think. Okay. So it's like, Carolina really molded me, though. I was DJing in the strip clubs and all the clubs and everything. It, 16, 15, you know, just doing everything. Well, that's young as shit. Did yeah, they know was, how young you was? Yeah, they did, because <laughs> the way they paid me, the price was so low. Oh, shit. Hey, I was barely getting something, like a little 150 like $150, $100, you know. Yeah. Shit cool. So it's like Greenville, it molded me, South Carolina molded me. Like, it made me want to be a hustler, want to be out here, be in people's face, hmm. actually get something. It, like, triggered that little inner, you know, that little inner excitement make you want to go do something and get some money. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? How old were you then? I jumped off the porch. Oh, I was young. I got, like, like I say, I was DJing in the club at 4915, strip club, club money. If anybody's just trying to check my background, I was at club money in Greenville, club 864, just DJing there every week. So. I jumped out the porch probably like, like 12. Like, I've always been outside. Yeah. I was DJing at 12. My granddaddy a DJ. Oh, really? Like, it's really, it's deeper than that. Like, jumping out the porch, doing other little stuff. But that's beyond the point, you know. But on the music side, just getting out there, getting my feet wet. I was in fourth grade selling little mixtapes. For real? Yeah. It's like shit you was money. burning off of. Hey, online. you remember when they had the t-shirts with the Kool-Aid, man? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll go get that off Google. My mama worked at the bank and shit, so I'll use a printer, use all the ink, print the, print the little <laughs> CD, burn the CD, put it in the sleeve, go to school with like 10 of them, 
sell them like forty, you know, like four dollars, yeah. make a little forty dollars, you know. That's a good it's hustle like, when you're a kid, man. Yeah, I like money. I've been liking money. Yeah, it's just something I've always been into. Like, let's let's supply these people with something. Like everybody always wanted me to fill their little MP3s up and mm. shit like that. So that shit was fun. I like hustling. So you was always like the the plug for the music then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I really seen my uncle be the plug, and I was like, damn, that shit looks so cool. I want to be on some shit like that. That always triggered me just to like be a supplier of like give people what they want when they come down to certain shit like Oh, you want music? I got all the music. Some people hang out with me just to hear music. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it always been my life. It's bittersweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, once you get in the industry, it's like you realize how this shit really goes. It's like, like you said, it's bittersweet. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of of bullshit politics got to do. Yeah, yeah, the politics and all that. I don't don't get phased in it though, but yeah, it'd be there. I try to stay grounded, stay focused, so I don't really get into no politics too much. But it's definitely there. I see it happen to a lot of people. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But for me, I stay out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so what had inspired that move to Atlanta? Did you feel like you kind of just hit your ceiling in in Greenville? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no disrespect to where, I, where I'm from. Like I love it with all my heart. Just like I love Atlanta with all my heart because they embrace me. So it's like. Uh, I'm DJing the script clubs, I'm DJing the clubs, shit. Every week is a fight in the clubs, shit getting shot up, like, rappers coming through, but they coming through getting they bag and dipping, like, yeah. it's cool, like, I just knew it was bigger than that. And I'm a kid, so it's like always knowing where you really want to go. Like, I can't surround myself in a box at 18. I always knew that, so it's like, how far can I take it? I'm gonna take it as far as I can go. So I still try today. That's why I go from here to Greenville, to Atlanta, to LA, and different places. I just, I don't like being trapped in a box. Yeah, no, that's understandable, man. Yeah. So I feel we all outgrow a comfort zone at some point. So put yourself up to the test and Mm -hmm. try new stuff out. Where I'm from is either you go to college or you go to Charlotte. Or you go to Atlanta, you feel me? Pick one, or, or you stay at home, but if you stay home, you damn near gonna be moving back in with mama, having four, six, five baby mamas. Not saying that's what everybody do, but it's just, it happens. Like, if I never would've moved here, I don't know what my life would be. So it's like, I'm yeah. thankful for it. No, that's real. Yeah. yeah. I really wouldn't know what my life would be if I ain't moved here, for yeah. real. Did you have any connections here in Atlanta when you moved out here? And if not, who were like some of the first yeah, people you tapped yeah, yeah. in with? See, one thing about it, <clears throat> I always been like on social media. So it's like when I was in Carolina, I always had like an influence on social media. And I was dropping mixtapes uh, weekly, going crazy in my mama crib. Like, so niggas thought I was from here. So I'm always conversating with people from here. like. My boy DJ Plug took me to my first uh, studio here, downtown, you feel me? Uh, Spins, I used to pull up on DJ Spins and let me crash on his couch for a week, two weeks. I'm thugging, I'm just getting a taste of his life, just getting excited just by being around. Just That's why I was like, there's nothing wrong with being around this shit. 
and, and seeing how it operate before you jump in it. Like a lot of people jump in shit without seeing what what actually come with it. So it's like I got seasoned a little bit, seeing mm-hmm. how it go. You know, DJ Pretty Boy Tank spin, scream, like the whole hood. They embraced me because I was just young, on the grind, and I I'm fearless. Like shit, if I gotta go here. I'm gonna go there, even if it's my last dollar. I'm gonna make this shit happen. Yeah. You ain't gonna know. I'm gonna make it happen though, you feel me? So, yeah, you know how it go. I already know a few people, but it's Atlanta. Yeah. You know, you know them, but you don't know them. Mm-hmm. When you get here, you gotta find your own circle. No, that's real. Yeah, yeah. Like you gotta make your own. Because that internet shit sometimes up. doesn't translate over yeah, to real like, life. Right. The internet cool for everybody want to figure it out. The internet cool. You gonna meet your people on the internet and shit. You might move to the same city and all that shit. But when you get there, you still gotta figure it out. You feel me? So yeah. I got seasoned to know what to do when I got here. So unfortunately, the same week I got here, a few other friends who do the same thing moved here, who I knew from Twitter, like. You know, the metros and shit. Like, we all moved here the same week. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, ironically, so it's just, it happened like that. So, yeah. them became my peers, who people I just pull up on daily. And we just started growing together, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. How'd it go? Shit, regular. Yeah. How'd you lock in with Rich Homie Kwan? Because that was one of the first big artists that you. Uh... Let's see. How'd I do that? I was dropping mixtapes and I wanted him to host the mixtape. Uh, so, I reached out to him. I was like, uh, you can host this tape. He was like, yeah, yeah. He was still bubbling like in the Atlanta market. Like I always been on music. I'm always on it. Like music get older me quick. So I'm I'm already seeing my boy DJ Plug put me on him like shit, Rich on me hard because he had a bunch of songs on the tape, man. Just some old DJ shit that we don't even got to talk about. We we just be talking how we be talking like whoever the hottest niggas and shit. Plug tell me it's rich on me, ooh, I tap in with him. I pull up on him, Gene went by, we vibe out, ooh. Shit, we just figured out how we can help each other, you know? And just started grinding, hustling, you know? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. One thing leads to another, just start going on the road, make shit happen, just, you know, life shit. Just the business, how genuine business is what I prefer. Yeah. So that's really it, just genuine business. Just, it worked until it didn't work, so it was fun. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not remembering this wrong, but I remember, I think you even went on Twitter and you were just kind of upset about like the pay you were getting for hitting the road with. I don't went on Twitter about a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm down there like a black little Kanye on some shit sometimes. But, I mean, it all be for the good. I ain't tripping. It be hidden blessings. Like, I ain't tripping. I don't regret too much, you know? I don't, I don't regret shit, really. It's like, life good, shit. Yeah. Uh, I probably didn't need to get paid that much then, because as I'm growing now, like, I understand the game, you know? Like, the show not about me. Like, so, just maturing. I probably was a kid, you know? So it's like... It is what it is. Yeah. I ain't tripping. But it's also knowing your worth. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's for like sure, but it's you knew like, your worth at that time. Yeah, I, I know my worth for sure. But it's like, it's cool. Like, I, it's cool. Yeah. You know, I did what I had to do. I, you know, that the show ain't stopped right there. 
It started right there, so you know, we just, <laughs> nah, that's true. As the interview keep going, they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, I ain't tripping. Yeah, so let, let's talk about some of these legendary tapes, man. Yeah, so let's start with this nineteen and booming. Yeah. So how did you and Metro first connect? Then? I'm saying we moved to Atlanta the same week. We were already on Twitter hmm. every morning down there. I'm like, we talking shit back, back to back. We talking shit. He at school. I'm at school. We just vibing on Twitter and shit. He moved here. He had. Morehouse, I'm just here. I don't go to school or nothing. I'm just <laughs> here, like, I'm thugging. I pull up on him and we just start thugging after that. And I'm with him every day as he just creating shit. He was doing that shit from when he was 16 till he was 19. Mm -hmm. So it's like something he was always working on. So it's like, I just always, that's, that's my dog, you feel me? Like, I just like to fuck with people from the jump and keep that genuine relationship. So it was just genuine. It was an honor for him to put me up there with like spins and trapaholics because yeah. he knew what that meant to me because I was young and he was young, but he had those relationships. So it really just opened up doors for me. Like, we just young and it's just trying to help each other. So that's what I'd rather preach to the youth. Like your, your, your peers might not be where you want them to be or some shit, but help help be that ladder, put each other up, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's really all we was doing at that moment. Like, ain't none of us had shit. So it was like, we just was trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah. Make that, music. Yeah. And that tape was legendary. That like, did you hard. know before it dropped, like, man, this is going to be huge. This is going to be something that... I'm going to be honest. I got so many mixtapes, man. And I never knew none of them was going to be what that was. Really? When people pull up on me and tell me, man, ooh, I'll be like... Oh, all right, yeah. I be thinking that shit cap, but it's like, yeah, like serious. So it's just like I just be going with the flow. Like I be thinking everything hard that I listen to, cause I don't listen to everything. So, but honestly, I knew nobody wasn't fucking with us. I'm gonna say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I already knew we was on a different pace. I I still feel that way. So it's like. Then came the lobby runners there. So I need like you to I break. Say, we felt like nobody could fuck yeah. with this. That's what I'm saying. This shit can go on and on. Lobby runners, that was down there a historical moment. It shifted the whole culture, if and you think about it. We birthed people. Like, we birthed people. Like, like what? That shit was fun. <laughs> you feel me? Like, Longway taught me so much about life and all type of shit. Hmm. Like, just doing that whole process of lobby running, like pulling up to the lobby, seeing the different ways, the different culture of Atlanta, like the real Atlanta, like no, all that fake Hollywood shit, like the real substance of Atlanta, like, hey, we can we can go have fun, we got money, but we still like to have fun, like not putting nobody above each other, none of that, like Lobby Runners was fun, part of like, like peace of life, like, yeah. I love that shit. That and shit. that that was probably one of the one biggest mixtapes tapes. in Atlanta history. Yeah, that was history. one of the hardest tapes. I ain't gonna cap. Not in Atlanta history, cause I ain't gonna lie, we can't do that. Atlanta history, we got Big Rocco. We got it's a it's a lot of goats like Scream and Drama, like them niggas mm -hmm. who I look up to. I can never. I ain't got none of that. Nah. Even like I don't know, it's too many hard mixtapes coming out of Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think you're being a little humble, though, Kim. This shit, I'm being serious. This shit launched a lot of careers when you think about it. It, it did. Like, I'm thankful for that. But I'm saying, like, Atlanta has produced 
a lot of great mixtapes, oh, albums. Absolutely. Like we got classical albums like The Outcasts and shit like that. But I wasn't really born, so mm -hmm. I really can't say too much on that. But I listen to it. But mixtape shit, they ain't fucking with this shit. It's too much. From the Rocco days, the Jeezy's, like, come on, can't ban the Snowman. Gucci used to drop a mixtape down there. <laughs> Every week. Yeah, right? man, birthday bag. Come on. Yeah. What was, like, the first Long Way song that really caught your attention that made you want to really tap in with him? It wasn't even no song. It was his personality. Yeah. So it's like, because when I met him, he didn't think he could rap. <laughs> I met, like, that's what I'm saying. When I met a lot of these people, they didn't have the confidence that they had. They did, but it's like on the music side. So it's like, I'm damn near, I don't know God done put some energy in me where it's just like, and I be around artists and shit, it's just like, I don't know. But first long way, he's, it wasn't about no music. He wanted to see us win. Like he didn't care nothing about no music. He knew we all had shit going on. And he knew he had a spot. So he like, shit, y'all come over here and do y'all thing. And late nights, he'll get in there. I just hang around. I'm like, well, you hard. I listen to this shit. I'm like, well, we got to put it out. Like, serving lean. Like, damn. He ate the whole running around the lobby up. Like, oh, yeah. So it was like, it's hard. Like, but he didn't know what he was doing. He just in there going crazy. So I'm just like, it wasn't no song. That's why I tell people sometimes just having that ultimate career is not about a song either. You got some people who blow up off a song and some, some people blow up off who they are. So it's like, you can't really compare that, you feel me? Yes, like, I was really attracted to the way he handled himself as a person. And like, you a superstar, just the way you move. Just the same way, like when I met Thug, like, I was on the road with Rich Homie. Shit, that's really damn near probably why I got, they didn't want me to DJ. Just being G, like, I'm with Slime every day. So it's like, he really hard. This nigga real rapper. He just ain't got that gun behind him. He ain't got the big machine behind him, all that. So it's like, people talented. Long way to thugs, like, people come from nothing. They talented as fuck. Personality amazing. That yeah. shit is why they who they are, you feel me? Not to throw it off, but that's how I go. No, absolutely, man. And so, how, how'd you get introduced to the Migos? Uh, oh shit, that's funny as hell. My boy Sonny Digital was Sonny Digital and Metro was telling me about them, right? Um, we was talking about it, and then I actually ended up bumping into Quavo and Austin, I mean Quavo and Takeoff at the Brick Factory when I had first started fucking around with Longway. Longway told me to pull up to the Brick Factory, which is Gucci Man old mm -hmm. studio. So I pull up there. And shit, Quay and uh, Quay and Tate, they in there chilling. They high as hell chilling. We all vibing and shit. Shit, Goo out just vibing. He got all of us in there. That was our first time really meeting and shit. You feel me? And Goo out such an OG. Like, he turned everything off and made everybody watch, like, some documentary or some shit. Like, National Geographic. It was some crazy <laughs> shit he made us watch, but it's like, shit, we, we Goo out put this shit on. We better watch it. So that was just our first day. We just started vibing off, you know, we vibing off that and shit, just, you know, enjoying that, that, that little time. So that's really the first time we met. And it's just been pure love from, under, from that 
Then we went on, just just build. You know, whenever you go out of town, everybody who's from the city, we all together. Hmm. So it's like, when you moving and shaking, get some money, and you out of town, it's like, damn, we seeing each other every week. We out of town. Let's come together, let's link up, get high, woo woo, and do whatever we're doing. Yeah. So that's how that started. Okay. Yeah. So when it came to collecting these songs for Lobby Runners, mm -hmm. was that a pretty easy process for you since you had the good relationship with everyone? Yeah, it was easy. I had crazy ass teamwork. I had DJ Victorious, DJ Benz, and Rich the Kid. Rich hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Shakira, one of the best DJs ever. <laughs> so how, how the hell can you lose, man? I had the best of the squad with me helping. And then it's like, with Long Way, it's like at, at one point, I damn near had him and Slime. I had like, they whole hard drive damn near. Yeah. Like, so it's like, ain't nothing. Just, let's do this. We already vibing every day. We just put another playlist together. We put that shit out. It, it wasn't like now where you got to think on it too much mm -hmm. and over strategize. Like, we was just literally having fun. And, that's what I try to preach to the youth, just have fun with this shit and see where that shit leads you. Yeah. That's really what we was doing, having fun. Yeah, it's like, especially when it's your passion too. Yeah. It's, it's like, like that it's shit going. It's our passion. It's like, we ain't, we ain't in this for no, like, YouTube ads, no, none, all that. We just in this shit just to get this shit over with and do our thing. We feel good about it, you feel me? Yeah. Like, I looked up the drama, I'm pretty sure. Them niggas looked up to whoever they looked up in the rapper scene. You know how niggas take over the stage and you know we just thugging, trying to beat them rap boys. We made it happen. For sure. <laughs> and Dolph was featured on the tape too. You know you gotta put Dolph on that bitch. Yeah. You know you gotta put the King of South Memphis. But I ain't gonna lie, this shit with Dolph really like it go back deeper than that because. He like a nigga who used to pull up on me when I was like 17. Really? 18 and shit in Carolina. Like he been knowing me since the Carolina day. Hmm. So I was like, he he uh he'll pull up to Carolina with a show, do a show or some shit. He calling me, woo -woo. he done kidnapped me from my mama crib took me to Memphis. God so damn. I was like, that shit just deep, like he gotta be part of it, you feel me? Yeah. Like that just that's just big bro and then it's like that's a whole circle, the whole lobby runner really like, that's everybody from the brick factory really down there. You feel me? We holding this shit down for Guwap. I don't know Guwap personally like that, but it's just like, just out the relationships of the music and how we be rocking, how we rock. Like, that shit just with that. Yeah. Hold it down. Like, 
And y'all do this shit the same way. Real trappers and rappers. And mm-hmm. Get money, niggas. You feel me? Got Johnny Cinco on there, too. Yeah, and Cinco wasn't the one, though. Yeah, I, I still, wish he would drop more music. Yeah, he be, he be sleep on himself, man. Look, if he, I don't know, he might not see it, but if he do, I need more Johnny Cinco. I still be going off that shit. So. Absolutely. I don't never want that to go out of style. It can't go out of style. I'd be going off the first Cinco. But yeah, we had the Cinco. Uh, really, every, the whole Atlanta. We, we did. It was like all the up and comers. Yeah, that was like, like, that's why I'm saying, like, we really be stamping shit. We stamp shit. Yeah. And shit on a bigger scale now, but we stamp shit. I gotta put my foot down a little bit. No, you do. No, Like, even just talking about this shit makes me think, like, has anyone ever offered you like an A and R job? Like, you should be in one of these buildings. Or... I feel I'm smoking this blunt right now. I don't know. Nah, I know a lot of A and R. They, they horrible. <laughs> they horrible. Nah, I don't know, man. They, I don't know, man. Are you interested in something like that? I'm interested. In it. I love money. I want. <laughs> I, I love money. I got a tech company. Like, that's about it. Like, that's me and my other business partners. But it's like, nope. They, every time I get around the industry person, like they damn near feel intimidated at me or some shit. It's like they damn near take the artist and go over here and just start telling whatever. I ain't got time for all that. So it's like, whatever. I just go do it again. But it's like, nah, it's crazy. Nah, it is, because your track record of breaking new artists is, I think, but unmatched. It's a few in the offices, like, they salute me. Like, I ain't gonna walk around and act like, like I still get shit done. Like, I move shit. Mm-hmm. But it's just, ain't nobody trying to ask me for no job. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't tripping, though. But yeah. I'm tripping, because I want one of them jobs. <laughs> and he come on with it. Yeah, I think you definitely deserved it, though. I thought maybe you just wasn't interested. Nah, these folks just ain't. Researching, they don't know who's really doing too. this shit. That's why music is starting to drain. But it's cool, you know. Yeah. Maybe God got bigger plans. Let's see what he got for us. For sure, man. I'm really trying to own the building, so I ain't really tripping. <laughs> yeah. I feel that, man. It take time. Yeah. Uh, going back to Dolph, uh, what what's some of your best memories of you know you had with Dolph, man? Really though, really that Memphis trip, man. Yeah. At Memphis trip, uh, we got some legendary South by Southwest trips. Just going out there, kicking it, just enjoying life. Just, you know, need to show me how to feed my team, how to be a, uh, I ain't no full grown boss yet, but I'm growing into it. So he showed me the potentials of what to do. So it's like, I'm thankful for him, you feel mm-hmm. me? So it's like, I just be sitting back thinking on what I can get out of people and what I learn out of people. And those one of the things is like going to LA, taking everybody with go get food. Hey man, just order everything on the menu, put it on the table, whatever y'all like, y'all get woo. Like that shit be sticking with me forever. I'm from Carolina, so it's like, that shit show me how to treat my people, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So I go back and do this shit to my folks. That shit be fun, be fine. So it's like, Big Bro taught me this, you know? Yeah. A nigga ain't never just pulled me to the side and just gave me no ropes to this shit neither. So it's like, I be having to take little tools like that from these people who actually do show love and be genuine with me. I have to take that shit and take the gems out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, 
He definitely one of them. Him, ASAP Yams. They definitely like some niggas who help mold me be like a stand up guy to like, you don't gotta dumb down who you really are. Like, we all the same, we all human. It's just some, some of us are more like educated on the book level and move different, but we all really the same thing. It's yeah, about so. what you elevate and what you trying to do. Cause I met Dolph, he's straight trapping. Oh yeah. He said he wanna rap. Hey, he put his mind on that. He'll pull up on me sometimes. Nah, I ain't drinking lean. I ain't smoking. Ooh, ooh, he showed me how to do that. Mm. The only other nigga who I ever seen do do that was Nipsey. You feel me? And that was from like afar. You feel me? My nigga Duffer pull up, cut everything cold, cold turkey for like two weeks, a month, whatever. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't smoking weed. I ain't doing nothing. I'm trying to stack me up a meal. When you see him again, he gonna smoke the weed. Cause that meal already stacked, you yeah. feel me? So it just showed a nigga how to be disciplined and shit. Like, I miss my dog, so it's like that. It be pointless little FaceTimes and shit. Like, I don't be want shit. I don't call a nigga, pointless. Talk about nothing for five, ten minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. That's really it. Yeah. Now I just, I be chilling to myself, man. Shit so fake, phony. I be cool. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got time. This shit peaceful over here. But yeah, what else we got? So let's go. Let's talk about Yams. So how does Yams way up there in New York? How does he get tapped in the? My nigga Metro. Gene. Okay. My nigga Metro put it together. I don't even know how he did it, but he did it. He down there just plugging with Yams. Yams started fucking with a nigga, <laughs> just seeing the nigga potential and shit. He got down. He let me do my first little NR shit. He um he put ASAP Rocky on the Pee Wee song for me. Okay. So that was really just like a little bar for me. I fucked with him for that. That shit was hard. So my nigga Yams just was a player. He showed me how to do the industry shit on the player level. He fly me to New York. Had everything I love already right there. Mm. You don't need no hotel. Come to my crib, man. He lead the crib, though. Man, you can do whatever. You can have woo woo. -woo. Hey, go over here to the store. Go pick up that. Everything free. Like, damn, go to Adidas. I just, uh, my nigga. You feel me? I still got the Adidas he gave me. He got me some Adidas. I probably can't even fit them bitches. <laughs> Still got them though, man. Yeah, Yams was the type where he didn't let the industry change him. It was yeah, like nah, you had to accept him for I how he was. I stand on that, so it's like, before I lose this shit up here, man, I really just stay like 10 toes, you know? Cause uh, I see billionaires lose their top. So it's like, mm -hmm. you telling me the money gonna make me come? Nah, it ain't. Like, my, my sanity is, so like, we know how to get the money. So like just seeing that and then just being with my dog like through his his moments, like I ain't really know nothing about his dark side. I'm just thinking he getting turned, but it just seeing all this shit just be making me understand like you never know what people going through. You feel me? That's why I try and keep that that mindset. Like you never know what people got going on, good or bad. Like so it's just like, you know, he was being the most genuine nigga he could be, but still he was dealing with his own trauma and demons and shit. So it's like, to see that, that's a blessing. So it's like, this nigga can do it, why can't I? Yeah. You feel me? So, needs to teach a nigga how to be a good person, you know? Nah, he that was shit. so genuine too. Like, yeah, shit. he wasn't afraid to show. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
No love to nobody. Hell nah, if you fuck with a nigga, you fuck with a nigga, I'm gonna fake it for, you feel me? I don't know Boosie from a can of paint. I DM Boosie, hey, hey, um, you the GOAT. Like, cause you the GOAT. Like, I look up to you, I fuck with you. I ain't about to sit back not give no nigga they flowers. This ain't what this about, you feel me? I don't lost too many homeboys to be on that. Yeah, that's real. So it's just, I be on the genuine side. It's life and shit. Yeah. Come and go. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, where else we at? Oh yeah, we got to talk about my boy Fredo. Yeah, I was just getting there. Walking legend. So did you link it with him in LA or how did that whole connection come down for you guys? My boy DJ Bands, okay. OTF. Um, Bands and Victorious. Uh, Fredo really, you know, like, he trying to drop a tape. And Bands and Victorious, like shit, you got to put Keem on it. Shit, he did it. But well, they, they, they did it because they was like a dynamic duo at, mm-hmm. at the time and did that. And about like a year or two later, I finally just started linking up with Fredo when I started going to L.A. and shit. And he's just always genuine. He, he, I learned too much from him. So it's like just being with him, he, he have every creator around him on some long way shit, just sitting in the crib, in the kitchen. So it's like just them genuine vibes and just shit you can't take back. It's like, we sitting here bullshitting, but we working at the same time. So it's like, just learning how to do that, multitask. Like, right? sit right here and do, do my regular old day shit, play the game, all that shit, but still be on the computer doing this. I got somebody right here helping me. Fredo was on that. Keep two, three assistants. So like, nerdy little dudes. I'm like, you got face tats and everything. You doing little <laughs> Chinese boy, man. Hey, he ain't trying to be cool. He trying to get the money. Yeah. So he really just taught me how to get the money out of stack them records up, put them out whenever it's time, get that big check, get that one check. Shit, live cool, handle your business. Like, shit get deep, but that my nigga though. Yeah. yeah he was my one nigga. of my favorite artists from that Chicago wave, man. Yeah. Just... I ain't gonna lie, he genuine. Like Sosa, Sosa one of my favorite though. Sosa that nigga. I love him. Sosa that nigga, so. Uh, Herbo that nigga too though. Mm-hmm. But Fredo, on a personality too. Can't beat him. I ain't met another nigga like him. You feel me? On that level from that city. Like, I know it's a bunch of genuine niggas from that city. I love Chicago. But I'm just saying, that was just a real nigga that I knew. You yeah. feel me? Player. <laughs> All right, let me paint a picture for you, man. Go so. ahead. I like to draw. <laughs> so I log on to live mixtapes one day, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this takeover. It's 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who the hell is 21 Savage? Right, mm. this is hosted by Hood Rich Keem or DJ Lil Keem. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, back then. I think I was DJ Lil, Lil Keem at yeah. that time. So I click on this shit, right? Yeah. First song, Skirt Skirt, and I'm like, what the fuck? This shit is hard as fuck. That shit was like really a whole new sound to me, to be honest. And then, only person who could really point this shit out. Hold on, which tape we on? We on the slider tape? Slider tape, the first one. Oh yeah, cause. My nigga Lil Harold point this he point this out to me every time. Twenty one Lil Harold at the beginning of the tape. I didn't call it that. I called it Slaughter King. Hmm. So it's like <laughs> I had my own version of that bitch in my head. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this Slaughter King, this motherfucker hard. It's just <laughs> it was in my head. Like the whole movement of how he just took off was crazy to me, you feel me? Real sick. And, and she just did it on it did it on his own. I, I didn't 
this wasn't premeditated in my head or nothing. It's just, like I say, the energy, bro. It's just adapt to good energy and just know whenever it's the, it's the time and it's that right person. Like, that's all I can say. Like, Had you been rocking with 21 for a while, or was that something they I reached out to you? I knew him before he rapped. Okay. But we call him something else. We call him Little Man. So it was like, that 21 was new to me. I'm like, what? Name, what? That ain't his name. But, man, 21 Savage, no. Grammy Award winner. Brought it back to the East Side. Yeah, man. man. Grammy Award winner. So it's like, it's, it go like that. Yeah. And it was wild because I probably wouldn't have hit play on it right away when it first dropped if it didn't say hosted by Keen. For real? Honestly. Damn. Yeah. Because I knew when you, when you hosted something, you was yeah, putting that I'm stamp on it. I'm picky as hell. I'm picky as hell. Like, I ain't no nigga who just doing shit for no money. Like, mm -hmm. I, I go broke and chill before I just do sell my soul for the money. Like, nah, this shit bigger than that. I got grandma and mamas and shit to go back to. So. I ain't just signing up for anything. Like, nah, I ain't going like that. It's like, I gotta know this shit, some shit. Like, but he held them up and down. Yeah. Went crazy. But it been like that with everybody. Like, I be having that little faith. We had a good good era. That was a hell of an era. That way, still ain't give us all credit, but we had a good era. Yeah. <laughs> they, they like separated everything. We need our own little, uh, Cause we did some shit. We changed the whole little sound of this shit, but I'll say that for another era. Just like my Detroit niggas, they changing the sound right now. Like, Real shit. Yeah. I'ma just shut up until they get my A&R job. Or, no, I don't want the A&R. I want a higher job. You want the executive, huh? Yeah, I need to be, I need to be executive of all this shit. Let me shut up. We'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah, we're going to shut up. So after up. 21, you get the first slime ball tape, too. Yeah, I pulled out of um, PDE to go get the money. Nudie them paid me um, all 10s and 5s. <laughs> My niggas. I fuck with them. I pulled up to the slums. I ain't know where I was going. I'm just pulling up. I'm from Carolina. Yeah. Hey, that's say pull up right here to go get the money. You want know what I'm doing? I'm pulling up. Pull up. Black bands go. I mean, PD don't know nothing about it, man. Get the money, my nigga dollar, man. Yeah, shit been history after that. Like, we dropped the first tape. It wasn't nudie. It wasn't that. It was Paradise City. Yeah. It was I didn't even know City. about that till after Slimeball dropped. All right, so Because when Slimeball dropped, it was like, man, all right, nudie's hard. Paradise you got to start doing your that, history. Yeah, yeah, nudie ain't give a fuck about none of that. He's like, all right, whatever. He's down there trying to do some other shit. I'm like, all right. He, Ooh, they give me the music, we drop. All right, nah, y'all gotta keep that shit coming. They handle business again, though. Drop, shit. Them folks have a label now, they, they doing their thing. They, so it's like, I just like playing seeds. Yeah. You know, just playing seeds. Like, like Nudie a real nigga, I fuck with him. He still keep that shit jingling, like, he ain't see that coming. <laughs> he didn't, huh? He got Jay-Z and Beyonce <laughs> rocking to that motherfucker. Real sick. Stop playing with him. Would you say most of the artists, like, you know, kept it genuine, kept it 100 with you after they blew up, or did some of them switch up and... It'd be cool. I mean, I don't, I don't expect nothing. I don't expect nothing from nobody. But it'd just be weird. I'd be seeing, like, niggas who ain't never did nothing with plaques and shit and all type of goofy-ass shit, and I'd be like, nigga, I was in the studio with you. Like... I believed in you when nobody did. Right. 
It be goofy, but I ain't, that's for another day. I ain't yeah. sorry about shit. My bank account cool, my mama's great, my daddy's great. I'm, I'm blessed. But it's like on the extra tip, it's like, uh, I, only, I got one plaque. That's it? No, I got a lot of plaques, but only one that I really put, like work. It's Babyface Ray, the only nigga who gonna kept it real and got me my plaque. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I got a two chain plaque. I got a fucking cash out plaque. Like, that don't count. I done helped too many niggas not to have no plaque. Like, I'm like, yeah, all right, it. cool. But I be seeing radio DJ from goddamn Tuscaloosa or some shit with it. I'm like, it is what it is. All right, it's cool. They gonna give my credit one day. The table's on turn, whatever, however it go. I don't really give a fuck. Were you ever interested in being a radio DJ? No, I don't like talking to people. I like doing <laughs> I'm only doing this interview because y'all family. But, uh, nah, I ain't with that. I, I do a podcast or some shit to talk about some real shit. Like, I ain't here to fabricate nothing. Like, nah. Yeah, and also radio, it's like, they kind of pretty much tell you what you got to spend, yeah, too. Yeah, I got like, time for that. And that's why I did mixtapes. Mm-hmm. That's why I ain't DJ in the club. Like, I don't like DJing in the club because I got to look at the crowd and read the crowd and play what y'all want me to play. I don't like that. I like playing shit that nobody know. I like to put you on something, you know? Oh, it's just, it's what I, you know, yeah. it's cool. It's like that's a lost art these days. Yeah. Right? No one's breaking records. Very few are, I should say. I ain't got the right ain't on. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet. Yeah. Now, I, I wanna do right talk about uh, your marketing side of things. Cause yeah. I always felt like this is what kind of stood you out for people was like your marketing. Uh, first off, you had the, the Hood Rich Keem logo. Yeah, that was like shout the out to Batwood. Shout out to Batwood. <laughs> Did they ever me, give you any slack about that? They or? told me number love. Shout out to Batwood. I know I'm on the papers now, but shout out to y'all, man. You know, I fuck with them. I ain't did number. Show me love. Free Batwood, all type of little shit. I fuck with them. I was smoking Batwood before. I put. I taught long way how to roll backwards. I taught Dolph how to roll backwards. Shit, them two big dogs. So imagine who they taught. I'm gonna be quiet. So shit. Nah, cause I think like the Jamaicans put me on the backwoods in like 2004, nah, sure. 2005. My uncle put me on them, but, but I've never had, seen a rapper. I ain't start. I ain't start the trend. I'm just saying when I came to Atlanta. No, that's where I'm getting with. Swisher. Yeah. I was smoking Swisher, and I'm like, backwood. I can put all this weed in there, and this motherfucker tastes good. Cause my uncle used to roll them when they ate in the pack. He'd mm-hmm. take us on the vacation. Yep. He'd have them already pre-rolled. He'd keep putting them out smoking. Damn, that motherfucker smell good. I ain't smoke. But when I started, I'm like, I figured it out. I mean, it's 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 something from my city though. It's a Carolina thing. We all backwoods. We yeah. started out like on backwoods. It's just something we preferred. Yeah, because I was gonna say you was one of the first ones in like really, the rap community to, to smoke some, a backwood. Because I would see like, it's oh, really my countryside. It's my country boy side, my Carolina, Carolina boy. I'm gonna hold it down. You know, I keep some country boy in me. That's all it was. I like this interview. What we talking about? Let's keep it going. Now we're getting into the producing side. So what inspired yeah. you to start making beats? I mean, it's just music. I love music. Like I always, I learned how to work FL Studio before I learned how to DJ. I just never liked it because I couldn't make it sound like I wanted to in my head. <laughs> so it's like, that always irritated me. And so it's like, when the Lakes Luga and the Southsides and all that, I, I, I know how to make beats, but I just can't make them as good. 
So it really like damn near aggravated me. So I'm like, fuck that. I know how to DJ, I know how to beat match, I know how to scratch, fuck all that. So that's just something that I just took more interest in. So that's really what it was. But my nigga Weezy really, we was locked in in like a snowstorm one, one like summer. I mean, like one Christmas type shit. It was snowing and shit. So he was at my crib, he was making beats. He was like, you gonna make beats today. <laughs> and shit. He made me start the beat up. I'm like, Shh, fuck it. But he took what I made and took it to a whole nother level. Hmm. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. So he just really just helped start that motor up. And my young nigga, 48, just always be pushing me and just like teach me little shit. So just that over time just turned to a nigga just making beats. And I always like putting shit together because I like exclusive music. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, a nigga not about to give you no shit. They already got put up with they for, for their album. They ain't about to send it to you. Shit, we about to make that bitch though. We just made some heat. We gonna make a lot of it. And how the producing started. Yeah. I, I really get to control my music. So it's like, you know, again, I like money. I need like 20 strings of income, man. No, absolutely. Especially it. when like the mixtape era started. You know, strip, yeah, they shifted over us. the stream. Yeah, they shitted on us with the mixtape era. They really, um, nobody really stood up for us. I was, I was really too too young. But yeah, they ain't stand up for us. They let, they let them come take and script a culture from us hmm. and put it on Apple and iTunes and shit like that. That really, that really hindered the black community a little bit because that was like, that, that was the way people was feeding their family. Like, Absolutely, yeah. I used to make a lot of money off them bitches. Like, not saying, like, it's ways around. I figure out ways how to get it. So I ain't tripping. But, yeah, they, they did some bullshit with that. Hmm. But salute to them. You think the mixtapes can ever make a comeback? So I got, I got some shit in the cut. I'm just, you just chilling. Okay. Like, it's, on, it's on the way back. Like, they can't. Come on, man. I can't down this shit forever. Yeah. This shit gonna come back around. Shit gonna be good. And uh, drama, he out here winning Grammys off Bro, of that, That's wild when you think about it, man. So it's really, like I say, it's just not like back in the day where you can just throw that shit out there. It's like now you gotta sit on and meditate, handle the business, and handle it and do your shit. Cause it's a lot of niggas who will let you do, show your hand, and then fuck you over in mm-hmm. the end. You just gotta make sure you're doing right. So right now I'm just calculating steps, trying to make everything make sense. Yeah. Because so. yeah, I feel like there's still a demand for it. Yeah. I'm sure people still hit you. It's like, on, when, when, when you dropping another tape, man? I still got mixed tapes I be doing. I still do about three, four months. I really? don't be tripping. Okay. Yeah, it's just no real like platform to where, all right, I put this on live mixtape, everybody's on this to it. All that don't go on now, but. Niggas still, you know, they making their money off it. Yeah. It's cool though. But we 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 gonna be back. I'm be, I've been sitting down trying to figure out how to bring it to the world. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait, man. Cause like I said, there's definitely a demand. Drama's winning fucking Grammys off yeah, this, shit, Grammys it's off just, this shit. You I gotta got approach it a different way. Yeah, it's I just feel a like. different approach. It's a strategy. It's like more of a strategy thing. But like I said, I'm still growing, still learning. So I really I ain't tripping, I'm still strategizing, trying to figure out how to get to that point, you know? So it's gonna take trial and error, but we're gonna make it there. 
I gotta bring it back to Starlito, man. You know, he's one of my favorite That's artists. That's the GOAT. Yes. He won't reply to my DM when I say when you when you dropping again. He just don't fucking wanna reply to that. <laughs> He'll reply to everything but when you dropping again, cause that's my favorite artist. Yeah, that's I'm my like, favorite rapper, man. That's really it. That's that's all that's about. That's my favorite artist. I, did you reach out to him initially or I can't even remember. It's really I probably did, um, just on Twitter or some shit and it just became genuine. Like when I was like when I pull up to Memphis or Nashville or something, he'll pull up on me. Just keeping it genuine, you know, bringing in some smoke, just keeping it clear. Like, I always looked up to him, the way he carry himself, the way he do shit, like, he keep it clear, like, he ain't trying to do too much, get his mm -hmm. money dealt, smoke, get it, you know? Get high, get fly, stay out of the way, man. That's all this shit about, man. Real shit. This shit ain't for everybody to see. So I really just, him, Dolph, uh, damn, what's that one nigga name? Done trip, like. Okay, yeah. All them Still random runs. cool ass Tennessee niggas, like I'm a country boy, so it's like that country shit. That's the way I'm on. Like I still like to do chill shit, so that's just that. That would make me fuck with the Lido shit. Like it's cool. He ain't doing too much. He cool. Yeah, cause so, he be rapping about some real life shit too, man. Some shit yeah, that you but can you gotta think that real life shit be it's what we going through. So it's like you speaking for me, like I, I can't rap game, but if I can spit this shit, this shit'd be that. It's like Lil Baby right now, how he the number one, just because he's spitting what people wanna hear and what they wanna know. Like that's what we really going through. Like we need a voice, like and they be our voices. Like music, comedy, and T V, like that get us through our days and shit. So it's like this shit it's life support we doing out here. So that's why I feel bad when they do the dumbass Ricos on lyrics and dumb yeah. shit like that. Cause I know niggas who really just talk about other niggas' lives just so they can mm -hmm. paint some rap about. Yeah, yeah, we paint pictures. Like it is what it is, though. They gonna understand this one day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you went out to Japan one time. Um, I think we're gonna right. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like? That that? Was, Cause that shit had to be lit. Lit. You know. You know how. Uh, my boy Yadi say he took the walk to the uh, pool. Nah. Let me shut up. I ain't even gonna say Let me shut up, man. Tokyo was lit, though, man. <laughs> man, Tokyo was lit, man. Shout out my boy uh, Muzo Kuzo. Uh, he really just took us out there for a few days. Uh, we had a pop-up in a show. That shit was fun as fuck. Just a different culture, trying different, sh trying different shit, just uh, Young, turn and living, like just nothing major. I wish I can go back to that moment because it was so fast, you know. And so like I didn't really get to breathe it in and yeah. inhale it. Like that's one thing I can say about life. Like a lot of this shit comes so fast, like you don't get to take the correct time to just breathe it in. And be like damn, this where this shit got me. You feel me? Like. Shit, it's a blessing though, like, I'ma go back. Yeah. But it's like that moment, I can't relive it. But it's like, it was definitely fun as fuck. It was lit. Yeah, to have your music take you all the way around the world like that. Yeah, that shit that's, really that's what people dream about, though. Yeah, it really do. Like, that shit was fun. That's really like my only out of out of, out of the country experience. Like, I ain't, I ain't really too big on going out of the country. I don't know why, but. That that really moved me though. That was fun. Yeah, I ain't no out of the country type person. It was different though. 
did the people in the audience, did they know the words to the shih tzu? I mean, they didn't know none of us. We, they, nobody, nobody knew Gunner. Like, nobody knew us here or there. So it's like, we were still grinding down there, you feel me? This is Gunner drip season one or two type shit. So like, he had his fans, but it wasn't just like where the Gunner had now. Yeah. It was like the growing Gunner, like, as we call it, the Chitlin circuit. Like, mm -hmm. we he wasn't in there, but he was still growing, like, on the growing pace. It was fire. Shit, that was in there. I don't know what they were saying, but they were saying it. I got the videos on my phone, so sometimes I'll be relive, relive the moment and shit. That shit was fun. We was just, we was just trying to drip across the globe, man. Yeah. Going over there, shopping, fuck around. That shit was fun, man. No, that's hard as fuck, though. That shit was fun. All right, so let's talk about this Detroit connection. Like, I know you fuck with Babyface Ray, V's, GT. How did that all come about for you? I ain't gonna lie, one of my um, one of my Cali homies put me on Ray, like in 2016, I wanna say, put me on Ray. I just started listening to him, it was Bust a Band. He put me on Bust a Band. I'm like, damn, I'm going on Bust a Band every day. So I just reach in, I re reach out to him. Like, we just kept a little relationship, just kept talking, keeping shit mutual, that's my boy. But when I started making the beats, I'm like, who the hell can I send these motherfuckers to, boy? I'm in the studio with Gunner and Thug, boy. I ain't about to show my beats to these niggas. Hell no, nah. let me send these motherfuckers somewhere else. I'm just sending them the beats and shit. And Ray, he was in practice mode, like he was in the gym. This is like before all the motion and shit. So, shit, we just started shooting shots and started recording. And he's just helping me get comfortable in my bag. I'm helping him get comfortable in his bag. Then, shit. I had a little money play on the flow on like some, uh, uh, it was like a clothing line, wanted to uh, pay him to do some shit. I called him like, hey, I got some money for you, shit. Fly to LA, come get this bag. Shit, like he should, he flew out and got the bag, you feel me? But me being a player, I'm like, shit, I ain't gonna have him down bad. I already had everything ready for him when he got there. Weed, anything, I'm like, man, whatever you need is good. I ain't tripping. Just take him where we gotta go. Woo. Did whatever he had to do, like a player. I said, damn. I just admired his work ethic. Like when I met him that that day, he was on point. He did that. When he did another play, he was just hustling, rap hustling though. Like wasn't no bullshit hustling. He was rap hustling, and this before niggas really knew him. Like that shit just, you know. Like he just like me, cause I be on that. I be rap hustling so. That's, that's just how that, that, that started. That started at Brotherhood. And from Ray, I met GT. And from Ray Brother, I met like Baby Money. And V's ran down on me. I've been doing V's before damn near the Ray situation because I was getting food in LA and V's ran down on me like, hey, you king. I <laughs> fuck with you. I didn't know who he was, you feel me? So I'm just like, all right, ooh. but as time progressed, I'm like, damn, you was the nigga who ran down up on me at the restaurant. He's like, yeah, that was me, woo woo. And that shit just been brotherhood. Like, they, 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 they family, my family, you feel me? I go to the D, I don't need no hotel, no rental, no, none of that, and shit. It's on the flow like that, saying, like, yeah. this shit just all through the connects, and like, genuine shit. I ain't trying to force no vibe, man. Nope. No, that shit free. <laughs> Can't force nothing free.
Real shit, yeah. Oh, cap. Yeah, because I think he was the first one outside of Detroit really pushing Babyface Ray that I saw. Because, you know, Zip always been putting me on to the, hey, you know, the Detroit artists. Yeah, that shit. And you man. was ahead of your time because you see where Ray at now. Majority of these, majority of the artists, I don't want to be bragging, just saying no crazy shit, but a lot of the artists that I work with and have attached my brand with, it's been for a reason and the outcome has been shown you know i'm quiet i don't i'd be chilling but if i wanted to write a book on this shit i could like, i don't help more than i hurt so it's like i i can take that to the grave you know i help way more than i hurt yeah. so it's like that's how this shit go over here whoever it's slurred words man yep. help more than you hurt man that's where i wanted to go to next man yeah, so man. Man, talk about the brand we know you love fashion, man. Like, you was pushing them Hood Rich Keem shirts, you know, with the Mars Attacks a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just seen somebody with that. I be seeing that shit lately. I've been seeing it a lot, man. It's just, I don't know, bro. It's just back back in the day, right? You remember Jay-Z and, like, Dane Dash. And, like, I be watching TV and shit. I remember watching the um, behind the scenes on BT and shit. Nelly talking about, like, everything we, we get at the music video shit. We keep that shit. I was just looking at the shit they got. I'm like, damn, this shit one of ones and shit. Like, they got their own shit. Like, Nelly Juice, nigga, uh, motherfucking Jay Z got the Rockaway, and it's all type of shit. Like, I'm about to do the same shit. Like, me and Ray came up with the slur words. That was really our mixtape. So it's like, that turned into a whole nother world to where it damn near overshadowed with the mixtape. And it's like the the Mars attack. That was just me and my boy fooling around in the crib, and I'm just throwing it up. That shit just be growing a mind of its own. Like my mind just stay innovative. Like I stay bouncing shit on my brain. Like I try and stay doing shit. So it's just I don't know, man. That shit just happened like that. It's, I just looked up the niggas who was on that type time, like making money off your off your crap. Like fuck all that plan. Yeah, and this shit get rich for real, like for real, for real. That's just been my mode. But that wasn't my mode from the beginning, like always. At first it was just to understand this shit. Then it was to grab a hold to this shit and actually be who I want to be. Now it's to secure that bag and actually make that shit what it's supposed to be, you feel me? So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Now the brand's going crazy right now. Like you really I'm put trying. your work. Like you know what it takes to build a brand up from nothing yeah. too, man. Yeah, man. It's a lot of work. Sleep. That man. shit hard though. I be like, that's why I tell my homie, I'm like, I might be sitting down on the couch for two days, but don't think I ain't doing nothing. Like I'm working this phone. I'm doing shit. I'm sending these. I'm paying for shit. This shit. Like them invoices be adding up. Like that's why I be like. Shit ain't no game out here. Like, niggas be thinking this shit all fun and games. Just go buy some chains, go buy a watch, go buy all that goofy shit. This shit ain't about that, bro. This shit about go buy some shit that's gonna make that money so that chain and that watch free. You feel me? Like, nigga, go get a chain and watch all that shit. But look, that shit gonna accumulate something to keep that shit flowing. For a rap nigga with shows, yeah. I ain't rapping, I ain't doing no shows. So this shit gotta keep going, you feel me? So really, that always been my mindset. My daddy a businessman, so I'd be a fool to let him down. You feel me? That's so all. Just you gotta know what this shit taking. This shit don't take bullshit. It should take discipline. 
Yeah. And like hard work, consistency, and, and you gotta study this shit like school. You gotta study, you gotta know what's going on. You gotta know your competition. You gotta know what to expect and what not to expect. It's a lot of trial and error. Like, what's some, scared. Yeah, what's some goals for the brand? Do you wanna see it in stores or would you rather keep it exclusive? Nah, for sure. I got, I got a cool little list of stores now. The goal is to really take it over. I'm trying to really, I'm trying to go as big as I can. I don't know how big it can go. Like my boys at Tulanes, like I salute them and what they do. So like, if it go that way, I'm I'm extremely grateful. Hey, if this shit can go to a Yeezy level and I got a big company trying to buy me out, hey, I'm extremely blessed. If I gotta <laughs> go over here and shit, I just gotta be satisfied with making my six figures a year. Hey, I'm blessed with that. I ain't tripping. As long as I ain't going backwards, you feel me? So I really can't predict the future right now. It's just me putting in the work, trying to be the best that I can be so it can be something. Like, I ain't trying to let nobody down. Damn, damn sure I'm not trying to let myself down. So I don't want to put too much weight on myself because I got so much other shit like going on. But it's like the thing for the brand is definitely to get it where it's supposed to be. But the way it turned out, I'm not, I'm not here to say. I'm gonna let God say, I ain't here to say. Yeah. Just I to see, be real. Yeah. Yeah. I see this shit getting bigger and bigger, man. So ain't yeah. no telling where how big yeah, this is. Yeah, I ain't gonna, gonna lie, that's my boy right there. Like, we started out, pop up with just some little, little ass bags, just thugging. Like, this shit been getting big. She been getting serious. Little baby boy, like, she been getting serious. So, I just take it how it comes and just thank God. I can't really complain too much. Yeah. Shit, that. bless her for sure. All right, Keem, we're going to wrap it up, man. You got any shout-outs you like to give before uh, we close it out here, man? Mm, hell, nah. Who am I shout-out? I ain't got nobody shout-out. Not really. I ain't got no shout-outs. We good. We good. Say no more. Yeah, Dirty Glove Bass is my boy Zippo. That's about it. Fresh off the porch. Whoever's skin shit, that's it. Shout-out to family. That's it. Took the vibes up to Tahoe. One on one, I'm to the field, I feel like Pablo. One on one, south, a thousand of them dry slow.